Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, welcome to Always Hungry from iHeartRadio. My name is Bobby Flay, and I'm here with my daughter and co-host. I'm Sophie Flay. Yes, you are. And on Always Hungry, Sophie and I gather around my stove to cook together. Well, you cook, I ask the questions and eat the food. That's also accurate. That's <laughs> If there's any food left, we come to the table together to share a meal, connect as a family, and tell the stories that matter to us. All right, Dad, what are we talking about on this episode? Talking about burgers. Mmm. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, right. we're recording. Right. Burger time. You want a burger? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm going to make classic cheeseburgers because I think that, you know, you can make all kinds of fancy burgers and stuff like that, but, like, if you know the foundation of how to make a burger, you can build off of it from there. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you have to decide is, like, how are you going to cook it? 
This is gonna be a beef burger with American cheese, but I'm actually gonna cook it on top of the stove, and I always cook my burgers in a cast iron pan. Like at Bobby's Burger Palace, we cook it on a griddle, which is a flat top, not a grill. You could cook it outside on a grill, but I like it on a griddle. Do you know why? Why? Do you know? No. Okay. Because <laughs> you get a really great crust, and then when the juices come down, it stays in the pan and then becomes part of the burger itself. Oh, okay. As opposed to falling through the You're grits. kind of like trapping all the juices. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I have some burgers here, some beef burgers, and then I put my thumb in the middle of the burger and I make a well. Yes, yes you do. That's like your thing. That's your signature thing. It's my thing. But do you know why I'm doing it? No. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you haven't, been, you haven't really been paying attention. Have you ever cooked a burger? <laughs> Definitely grilled a burger before. Okay, you have? Yeah. Where? I don't know, on vacation? I'm, cha- I'm challenging. I'm, cha- <laughs> I'm challenging the, the validity of that. I'm, I'm going to gracefully bow out. Thanks, okay. though. Anyway, the reason why I put a well in the middle of the burger is because when you cook a burger, it plumps up like a football, right? The juice gets warm inside and it kind of becomes like the, the shape of a football. We want it to be the shape of a burger. And what happens is when that when it plumps up like that, people take the back of their spatula and they press down on the burger to get it back to the shape. But then you're squeezing out all the juices and you lose all the flavor and the juiciness. Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm faking out the burger so that it comes back to its normal shape. Oh, oh, got it. It's a good trick. Yeah. Where'd you learn that? Burger school. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> We are in Los Angeles, California, and today we're talking about what makes a good burger. You're smiling just looking at me right now because I said the word burger. It's like, <laughs> I think everybody feels that way in some way, shape, or form. Even vegetarians like burgers because there's things like veggie burgers and... Oh yeah, we're going to talk about that. The Impossible Burger. Yeah. But you have any strong, hard feelings about burgers that we need to know, or can we just get right into it? I mean, we can just get right into it. It's pretty easy. We both love cheeseburgers. Yeah. Salt and pepper on both sides. I like a lot of salt and pepper. Kosher salt, cracked black pepper. Okay, so now, so we have canola oil, and we have a hot cast iron pan, and you can hear it sizzle immediately. This isn't fake podcast sound. This is real burger sound. And what happens now is you do nothing. You notice I'm just standing here at the stove looking at you. Yep. And I'm not touching it. You have the burger on direct heat on the pan. What's happening? What do you mean? It's cooking. It's creating a crust. If you flip and turn and flip and turn. Yeah, it's like searing. It's searing, exactly. If you flip and turn and you flip and turn, you're not going to get a nice brown crust. It's going to be gray. You're not not leaving it long enough? Exactly. You're not allowing the direct heat of the pan to do its job. All right, let's get down to the components. I always say that the burger is the quintessential sandwich. There's lots of choices to make when it comes to a burger for success. First, let's talk about beef. There's a ratio... When you go to the store or you go to the butcher shop or whatever it is, you'll have choices there. If it's really, really lean, if it says like 90% lean, in my opinion, that's not good enough. You need more fat in your burger. Mm. So like the classic ratio is 80-20. 80% beef, 20% fat. Right. When the fat melts while you're cooking the burger, it creates juiciness and obviously fat means flavor. If it's too lean, it's dry. So that's that's the no-go. How do you feel about turkey burgers? I don't love turkey burgers. Mm-hmm. A non-beef burger that I do like is like a salmon burger. That I really like. Really? Yeah. But I actually have a question for you. Okay, so the patty that you made and that you typically make for a burger is usually thicker. I feel like we kind of have like a thin patty and then there's like a thick patty. There's, I guess you call them smash burgers at this point. Yeah. So they smash them down 
And that burger, it literally has no chance of being medium rare, let's say, mm. right? Because you're smashing out all the juices out of it. Right. When you cook a smash burger, the one thing that people are trying to do is just, it's basically a thin, double-sided crust. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and people like it. If you go to Shake Shack, for instance, that's what they're cooking. They're cooking smash burgers. Mm-hmm. And they use the back of the spatula and they push it down so that it smashes. That's the whole point. They smash it on the griddle and they get that really great crust. So like to me, there's really two kinds of beef burgers in the world. There's one that's sort of a thicker burger that you can cook it to order, rare, medium, rare, medium, however you want to cook it. And it's got that sort of beefy flavor to it that you can really sink your teeth into. And then you have a smash burger, which is basically just a crusted burger. Both satisfying. I also forgot that when we did the playlist, we went to Black Tap and we had the chorizo burger, which I also love. That's a non-beef Right, patty. so that's pork. So chorizo is like either Mexican or Spanish-style pork sausage. But you like yeah. flavor, which like I'm happy to say, like I think that you got that from me feeding you. You like food with flavor. Yeah, and you like food with flavor. <laughs> well, I mean, why not? Who wants bland food, right? <laughs> no, I know. I oh, But it's funny, though, because I always read, like if I see reviews of your restaurants yeah. like on Yelp or something, it's like so, like some people comment so much salt. No. And like I understand that, but I don't know. I mean, everything. We, we go for it. One of the true differences between a, a professional cook and a home cook is that we really go for it when it comes to seasoning, just in general. We push the envelope. How do you feel about the Impossible Burger and Beyond Burger, the plant based burgers? It's tricky because. I really feel passionate about trying to do what's best for the environment. And a plant-based burger is a more environmentally friendly way to eat a burger. But I don't like all of them. That being said, one burger chain that I really like that is a plant-based burger, an impossible burger, is Monty's Good Burger. What's that? You know, I don't know if they're outside of L.A. or California, but there's three locations here. There's one in Echo Park, there's one in Koreatown, and there's one somewhere else. And they serve impossible burgers? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's been one of my favorite plant-based burgers <clears throat> that I've had. And the patties are thicker, which I think is also rare because I think you see like a... They're too thin usually. Yeah, they're usually too thin. But you can also do like double stacked or whatever they call it. But yeah, I really like theirs and I think it looks the most similar. I feel like everyone knows what a burger looks like and has that picture-perfect yeah. image in their head. And that seems to also look the most similar to, in my opinion, to a... Yeah, but what does it taste beef? like? Do you feel like it tastes like a beef burger? I feel like it tastes very close. Really? Yes. Okay. So you're a fan. All right. But it's not my first choice. Like, I'm not choosing... Well, what's your first choice? Would, I'm you, not would it be a beef a, burger? Yeah. Okay. So you're still on the beef burger. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I think that if they said you can't have a beef burger or a turkey burger, it has to be vegetable-based, I would go with a veggie burger. You know, I would make something with either chickpeas or black beans or quinoa or something along those lines. What about mushroom? Yeah, I use mushrooms in mine as well. And mushrooms work really nicely because it has that meaty-like texture and flavor. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. 
Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a peek. And I like mine to be really crusty, nice and brown. This burger is about six and a half ounces or something like that. And it doesn't take that long. How do you like your burger cooked? Medium rare. Okay. All right, let's see if we can flip these. Looks pretty good, right? Yeah. Nice and crusty. Turn that over. All right, let's move on to cheese. I would say that 90% of the great chefs of the world want American cheese on their burgers. It's Why is that, though? Because it just works. It's one of those things that works really well and melts incredibly well. It has a tangy flavor to it, and it obviously reminds a lot of us of our childhood. And that's what a burger does. It's great for nostalgia. It's a great, satisfying feeling. I grew up eating cheeseburgers in a place called J.G. Mellon, which you know all about. And simplest burger in the world, but the most satisfying burger. And of course, it was American cheese. But I always have two slices of American cheese on my burgers, whether it's at Bobby's Burgers or in my house, like we made it just now. I think that the cheese that gets used a lot that I think is not a good choice is cheddar. Why? To me, it's all about the meltability of cheese. (laughs) You must melt the cheese completely. Okay, I actually have signs in the kitchen at Bobby's Burgers where people are cooking. It says, Bobby says, melt the cheese completely. Because it drives me crazy when you order a burger. That's so funny. Well, because it just tastes better and it looks better. Well, right. I didn't know that, though. That's funny. When I was making the burger just now and I revealed it, melted, you were like, ooh, that looks really good. (laughs) I I got you. You're done. You're finished. Okay. Cheddar sweats. Mm. It doesn't melt. Got it. I mean, it melts kind of, but it's, it's waxier. I don't like the texture of it. I'd rather use something like Fontina, which is an Italian-style cheese, melts beautifully, has a little nuttiness to it. Munster, another good cheese that you can find easily, melts incredibly well. Monterey Jack melts well, too, but it doesn't taste like anything. It just tastes like melted. (laughs) (laughs) And then Swiss works nicely, too, you know, or Gruyere or something like that. Yeah. What's your number one cheese? I mean, for a burger, definitely American cheese. Mm -hmm. But like I was saying before, I like a goat cheeseburger, too. And that melts pretty well. Uh, nah, not really. <laughs> okay. What happens with goat cheese, like fresh goat cheese, is that it doesn't melt like American cheese melts, so it doesn't just like surround the burger. Yeah, but if you soak the goat cheese in olive oil and you wait a little bit, then it's easier to spread. Look at you. I know. With the goat cheese tip. <laughs> oh. Sophie Flay bringing the noise in goat cheese. That's about all I've got in terms of food tips. That's, I, I like that. How about blue cheese? 
Can't do it? It works, but I don't love blue cheese. Strong flavor. Yeah. But you know, beef and blue cheese is a classic combination. Yes. Blue cheese with steaks and a red wine sauce. So good. Delicious. Perfect. Okay, we have the beef, we have the cheese, bun. Now, you said something to me before about like a bun is very important. What's your thoughts? Yes, I think it's just as important as the patty for sure because I think a bun that's too dry or that's too soggy or too, is tough the right word? Too firm, too Too hard. Too firm, yeah. yeah. Ruins a burger for me. It breaks the burger up. Like, I don't love the brioche burger bun trend. Too buttery? No, not too buttery. I think it's too firm. Also, the bottom can fall apart easily. Do you know what a potato bun is? Yeah. How do you feel about those? I like potato buns. Yeah, they're nice, but they get soggy too, especially if you're very juicy. Soggy, if you're yeah. a very juicy like burger. Like if you take it to go, your burger's ruined by the time you okay. get it. Sesame seeds or no? Yeah, I like sesame seeds. Yeah. Do you? I, I do too. But not everybody likes it. We serve it at Bobby's Burgers, but a lot of people have seed allergies or oh, right. there's sure, allergies yeah. for everything these days, as we know. So you have to really be careful and have alternatives for people to eat. We've only flipped our burger one time, all right? I put two pieces of cheese on my burger always. Always. And here's the way I melt it, okay? This is an old sort of... Greek diner, like New York City Greek diner trick. You take some water, okay, and you put it in the bottom of the pan and you cover it at the same time. Ready? And you can see it's it, like creates, steaming? it creates steam. So it's doing two things. It's cooking the edges of the burger, because remember, like, you have the crust on both sides, but it's also melting the cheese perfectly. And you must melt the cheese Take a look. Yeah. Wow. That looks so good. That's the money shot right there. Amazing. Look how juicy they are. Oh my God. That looks good, right? Looks so good. Does, does that look like your burgers? Yeah. <laughs> your mystery <laughs> burgers? Identical. <laughs> There's, there's actually no video evidence of you ever cooking a burger. And there never will be. It's ridiculous. Okay. So basically, so now here's what we have. We have a cheeseburger on a bun. Let's go to the condiment station. Okay. All right? Let's get right down to the nitty gritty. What are you gonna put on your burger? I mean, that's really the the question of the day. Just so so you guys understand, we have ketchup, we have Dijon mustard, now, I didn't have any pickles pickles, which is which a... Which is a rookie mistake. A complete mistake. Obviously, I looked in my refrigerator and I was aghast that I didn't have any pickles. But we do have jalapeno pickles. And sometimes I make pickled red onions. But I have raw red onions, because I know you like raw onion. Mm-hmm. We have tomatoes. I also ha- made this for you, which is a chipotle ketchup, which is something I love to use. I have a burger chain called Bobby's Burger Palace, and we use chipotle ketchup in that store as well. And then there's all kinds of other things. You can put anything on a burger, as they say, you know, avocados, mushrooms, you know, depending on what kind of cheese you want to use. And then, of course, lettuce. The only lettuce I had in my refrigerator was arugula. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, if you're making sort of an Italian-style burger, that kind of works. Right. But I think you want something crispier than that. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to use arugula on a burger, then I want, like, goat cheese on my burger. Okay. We didn't have that luxury today, though. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding, Next I'm time, I'll, I'll get you some goat cheese for your fancy burger next time. <laughs> so what are you going to do here? So I'm probably going to put everything on my burger you that you laid out. Yeah. Really? I love this the chipotle the ketchup. Chipotle ketchup. Because I, I actually really like a chipotle mayo on my burger, which is kind of a newer thing, I guess. No, I mean, not new, new. So, but can I give you a little quick little trivia question? 
Why? Why? Because I want to make sure that you're learning as we're talking. <laughs> I'm, I'm your father. That's the whole. That's part of like your life is that you have to answer questions that I ask you. I know, but you're always asking me questions that you're the expert on, and then I just feel dumb. Oh no, 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 no. that's not true. I, I ask you questions because I want you to learn and have knowledge. I want you to rule the world um, <laughs> with chipotle mayo. Do you know what a, what a chipotle is? The pepper. That's the answer. What kind of pepper? What do you mean, what kind of pepper? It's well, a <laughs> it's pretty specific. Okay, you, you're telling me... I have you, to go. <laughs> okay, Sophie, it's a smoked jalapeno. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. So I'm putting some ketchup on mine as well, and I'm going to put some red onion, because I like that crunch you know, that the red onion gives it. You know, it kind of cuts through the richness of the yeah. burger. And then I'm going to put some potato chips. I Always, well, always potato chips on a burger. I've actually trademarked the word crunchify for, for Bobby's Burgers because we put thin, crisp potato chips on any burger for free if you want it. And it gives it that like contrast of texture that I think a burger needs. And I'm going to put some pickled jalapenos just because I need some heat on my burger. So here's my burger. Ready? American cheese uh, melted, two slices, thin red onion, pickled jalapenos, and then some ketchup and some potato chips for some crunch. You go. Okay, well, I'm still working on it, but I have the chipotle ketchup, a little Dijon mustard, putting some tomato, a little red onion, and potato chips. Mm. Oh, and I'm going to put some arugula on. Okay. For some healthiness? (laughs) Sure. Oh, cheeseburgers are just so satisfying. everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, 
A Story of California Corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so Sophie, LA and New York, two huge cities, lots of burgers, but really a different approach. You come to LA, it's probably somewhere between... 12 and 15 seconds before somebody tells you that you have to go to In-N-Out. I love In-N-Out. Why? What is it? What's the secret? What's the magic? I was looking at their website and I was reading like a little bit about their history and something I, I wanted to ask you about was they say they mustard cook the patties. So that means that there's a little bit of mustard on the patty and then they flip it. Because I knew you were going to ask me this question if we talked about In-N-Out, but that was something that really stood out to me 
when trying to look into it a little bit more. Obviously, you know, they're also known for animal style. So that Thousand Island sauce we were talking about, that's part of, you know, making your meal or order animal style, right? But mustard cook, have you done that? Do you no. do that for burgers? But is that something they talk about or is something like, like the... No, it's on their website. On their oh, it ab- is? About, yep. You know, that's really interesting because, you know, we talked about mayonnaise before. And one of the secrets to a really good grilled cheese is slathering it with mayonnaise on the outside. Mm. And it gives it that golden brown sort of crispy texture. The mayonnaise really helps it. So mustard on a burger to cook it. So while they're cooking it, they use mustard. Yes, wait, hold on. Are you looking it up? Yes. That's a pretty cool idea. I know. But to me, it would sound like it wouldn't get crusty. Maybe they don't get crusty. So their history is, they do it in kind of like a timeline. So 1961, animal-style burgers prepared. The first animal-style burger is created in response to customer requests. To prepare your burger animal-style, we mustard cook the beef patty and add your choice of hand-leafed lettuce, tomato, and then, you know, whatever else. So they mustard cook it. I've never even heard that before. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I know, and then I looked up what mustard <clears throat> cooking was. I was like, is it what I think it is? Or, And it is. I think in New York City, there's lots of people that have their favorite burgers and stuff like that, but I think J.G. Melland is like the go-to. So why? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's like... Is it um, because of flavor, but also childhood memories, elements kind of mixed in with that? There's some childhood memories there, but like I grew up in that place. I was born in 1964. It opened in 1972. And I would say from the time I was eight years old, going in there with my dad after like playing in Little League games, I've been eating that burger forever. And so, yes, it makes me think about that's what a burger should taste like. It's the simplest burger. The bun is really simple and soft. They say that the meat is their own proprietary blend of different things. So, of course, there's something there. There's, there's sort of a nice sort of inherent sweetness to the meat, which is really, really nice. They cook it on a griddle, which is I think is important. So they get a really nice crust on the outside, and they put American cheese on it, and they give it to you with, like, you know, an onion. I mean, it's like, <laughs> there's like, there's nothing visual that you see that says, this is why this is New York's great burger. But you ask anybody that goes there, and they're like, oh, J.G. Mellon's? I'm obsessed. Yeah. It's just, you know, In-N-Out has that, I mean, it just has... It has that sort of that cultural draw. And when you go into Melons, there's almost has like a saloon type of feel in there. It's a saloon for sure. Has it changed since the day it, you remember going in your early years? Not, I don't think it, no, not at all. <laughs> I, I really don't, no. I think has, that's part of it too. No, it's classic, it's, it's old school. So I'm going to tell you a very quick story about something that you don't know about me that has to do with J.G. Mellons. Oh, God. Well, I'm not going to tell you all the stories. <laughs> I knew it. Okay, <laughs> but, but this is kind of an interesting one. You know, the drinking age in, across the United States is now 21. Okay, it never used to be that way. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I, I, I felt like I was like in a pinball machine. So when I was 18 years old, I had my first legal drink at the bar at J.G. Mellons with a cheeseburger. Okay. Literally, like, a few months later, they changed it to 19. So then I had to stop drinking because it was <laughs> illegal, and I had to wait till I was 19. So when I was 19, I then had the, my next first legal drink at the bar at J.G. Mellon's with a cheeseburger. And then you know what they did after that? They changed it to 21. Nightmare. So then I've had, <laughs> I had my first three legal drinks within a three-year period at J.G. Mellon's with a cheeseburger. So I just felt like they were doing this just to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, it is. All right, so Sophie, you, you satisfied with your burger and your burger choices? Yes, you did a great job. Thank you very much. I'm now full, but do you have dessert after a burger or is it 
You have a milkshake. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Black and white milkshake. Bring, uh, bring out the milkshakes, Bob. Bring out the milkshakes. All right. Fire up the blender. <laughs> Always Hungry is created by Bobby Flay and Sophie Flay. Our executive producer is Christopher Hasiotis. Always Hungry is produced, edited, and mixed by Jonathan Haas-Dressler. Always Hungry is engineered by Sophie Flay. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.